Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Thanks to the crew from Out of the Blue. They're off diving deep for the summer, um, not just for the week, as they always do, covering all the marine news. Three um, CR proudly broadcasts from lands of the original inhabitants and pays respects to elders past and present. That in turn includes LGBTIQ, Indigenous elders such as sister girls and brother boys. Um, And more than that, and welcome to listeners of all genders, including but not limited to ladies and gentlemen. If you want to get in touch with the show today, you can do so by lots of means of relatively modern communication. Out of the pan855 at gmail.com, you can text 61401 078981. You can tweet at Sal Gold Said So, and that's the bottom line. Or you can look for me or Out of the Pan 3CR 855 AM Melbourne on Facebook. Um, lots to discuss today. Um, our fabulous roving reporter texted in late in the show last week and sent a message, happy holidays and continued success for 2017. Thank you. But also said, what's your wish for 2017? And I must admit, I'm one, I think... A lot of people are staggering to the end of 2016, so um, I hadn't thought about it, but have given some thought. Welcome your thoughts. It could be anything personal, community, world, you call it in. Hopefully having, um, or had unfortunately had a guest pull out due to a, a lurgy development in terms of the Smashing the Binary event, but we're still hoping to have Em in soon, but I'm joined right now in the studio by the fabulous Danny. Welcome to 3CR. Hi, Sally. So excited to be here. You're here, yes, to do a bit of binary busting to end the year, um, which is always a um, a good thing to do some binary busting. Um, And that's a good start. Um, Might I ask which pronoun do you use, if any? Yeah, sure. I love they and them. She and hers, okay. And he, him, if I'm in drag. Aha, uh-huh, yes. So there's now, there, see, there, there you go. This is why you ask people um, which pronouns they use, if any, because we've already got an idea that. Basically, you're someone who is um, whose sense of identity and or expression is, um, you know, doing some binary busting. Can you, um, in eight minutes, tell us about your journey. No, tell us whatever you want to or don't have to, of course, um, about how you've got to a point of, um, you know, seeing yourself um, as your true self as more they them. 
Yeah, for sure. And as you can see by my pronouns, things always change and are fluid and yeah. I don't have the same pronouns all the time and some people are that way, some people do have the same pronouns and that's all good. So for me, you know, I've spent the last year and a half in San Francisco. I grew up in Melbourne, but I was lucky enough to hop away to a different country, have the dream of living overseas. And going there is when I fully embraced myself. I'm still growing and learning, but being there and having a new bunch of friends and just being in a different place helped me to embrace my full queer and genderqueer self. Yeah, well, um, which leads to, oh, I mean, a million squillion questions there. I mean, um, first of all, um, genderqueer community in San Francisco. I mean, San Francisco has long been noted as the, we'll say, a rainbowish city. I'm um, going back to the 60s and Harvey Milk in the 70s. So many rainbows. <laughs> so many rainbows. What was um, it like, particularly in terms of, we'll say, gender and then non-binary gender as well? Sure. Interesting question. I found San Francisco helped me mainly because it was a new place that was very open-minded. It is probably the most open-minded city in the US, at least one of, and it's very famous, yes, for having the 70s gay rights movement, being the nexus of that, and of so many civil rights movements as well. Um, I must say I met several non-binary people. I wouldn't say it has a huge non-binary community that I was aware of. Um, In fact, the queer community is super cis, gay, white, male dominated. Oh, Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've learnt a lot about. And, you know, I can see that sometimes happening here in Melbourne as well. And it's mm. something, you know, I don't want to see happen because diversity is amazing. Absolutely, yes. And it can lead to some, well, obviously in the last couple of weeks, we've had some interesting issues in relation to Midsummer and News Corp, mm-hmm. um, which um, if we get time today, we want to have a chat about and wrap up for the year. So, yeah, it, it is a problem. If we're not holding space for everyone, well, people are going to feel left out. But I think you've hit on a really good point that it's not just about the negatives. What about the positives we're losing, um, as you've said? So really, really important. I'm sort of interested, you know, it's sort of interesting that San Fran, although, if, you know, whilst I remember seeing the Harvey Milk film seven or so years ago now when it emerged, um, and there was one scene that sits with me in particular, how the people from The Advocate in their three-piece suits um, were sort of saying, oh, you've got to go a bit more cautiously, Harvey, and Harvey's going, yep, and when he finally gets elected, they get um, they, weren't, they aren't let into the victory party. Um, I did like that scene. Indeed. Uh, Harvey, you know, he, he's such a hero, and he's very well-known in San Francisco and has these amazing plaques in the Castro, which is where he lived and where yep. his camera shop was. And, um, yeah, I love telling Harvey's story, actually, because when I was in San Francisco, I was actually working as a walking tour guide, giving oh. yeah, walking histories of the LGBT rights movement, current day and in the past as well. Oh, yeah, that, that, oh gosh, we're, uh, <laughs> all right. there's another topic. There's so to much talk- I could talk about right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, so that that's interesting. I mean, you had to obviously, as someone who wasn't, we'll say, born and bred in San Francisco, had to do obviously. Do that thing that um, most mainstream media journalists don't know how to do anymore called research. (laughs) Indeed, it was a bit strange. When I would start the tour, people were a bit sceptical due to my accent. But throughout the tour, they would see that I'm super passionate about the issue, have lived experience and fresh eyes as well on the issue. So coming there, I was in San Francisco to learn about what makes it such a progressive place, such a queer place. And I have a lot of in-depth knowledge about queer theory and queer history already. So that really helped. Yeah, but there's a there's a paradox in there. In one sense, you're saying it's there's a lot of cis white gay male dominance, and on the other hand, it's progressive. Mm-hmm. How do how do those two sit together? Well, I could say rhetorically comfortably or uncomfortably, but you know any any answer is you know that you honestly feel you want to give. Yeah, oh, interesting question. I think America is generally a very conservative place, so mm-hmm. I would my honest answer is it's progressive for America. It's still very white. Um, 
for example, the population of black people is around 3% now and dwindling. Um, so it's progressive in some ways, but not in others is the honest answer. It's complicated. That's 3%, we'll say San Francisco San and surrounds. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, obviously could vary in other states, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, for sure. Hmm. And look, I've got to say, I can't, I can't resist. I feel you've picked up a little bit of an American accent. I just Thank heard you. it there in the first show. <laughs> uh, yes, you know, it was a part of needing to be understood as a tour guide. Um, <laughs> I'm not very good at doing accents on purpose, so it might take a while to lose this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay then, all righty. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure, mate. Um, so, yeah, look, lot, lots in there, but let's go back to that journey of gender. So, Indeed. You, know, you were assigned female at birth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we, of course, all start from there. But, of course, it's an assumption or an expect that leads to assumptions or expectations. What sort of things gave you a few radar signals that's like, hang on, I don't fit the 3.7 million female identified feminine and expressing type of people that society expects me to be, wants to lump me in that box? Mm, cool question. I think... You know, there's a dominant trans narrative that as growing up you have these warning signs or you always knew you were born in the wrong body, in quotation marks. Mm, yeah. um, and, you know, I don't necessarily subscribe to that. That's some people's uh, experience that's totally great and fine. Gotcha. Um, and I think the thing for me is I feel like the queer movement, LGBT rights movement, has gone from, you know, it being um, a sin to it being a medical issue and still is in many ways mm. for the trans community. And then it kind of goes to, oh, we we're born this way and we can't help it. And then it progresses to we have a right to choose to be this way and a right to be this way. And I feel that way strongly about my sexuality. So being bisexual, pansexual, queer, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it, you know, you could just uh, the whole born this way narrative doesn't quite sit that way because people see it as a choice. Like, oh, you could be choosing to be with someone of the opposite mm. sex, same sex. So why wouldn't you just does that make sense? Oh, totally, yeah. Totally, so yes. in terms of gender, um, I feel like. It's not that um, I've experienced huge amounts of dysphoria or always known. It's this is what sits well for me. It's not easy in society because it's not so well understood, but it's what I'm going to embrace right now and it's working well for me. Yeah, and you've got to sort of got to go in the proverbial present moment um, to that extent that, you know, you've got to know where you are. And, I mean, if you're not fitting whatever expectations for an assigned female at birth person, then... Yeah, you've got to say, well, eh, they're not working. Indeed. And it's sometimes tricky because I love being femme. That means, you know, being queer and also having typically feminine, you might say, presentation. Mm. And sometimes people are worried, actually, coming back to Australia, that people would say, why are you identifying as non-binary if you're so femme and you're AFAB, assigned female at birth? But, you know, you can be gender fluid, gender queer, non-binary, no matter what your presentation, even if it seems to people there's no need. Yeah, I think that part of it is when people look at presentation, they're looking at the visible, the tangible, if you like, and to me, there's the subtleties of gender that say, you know, um, you know, and very big inverted commas for something wrong coming up, not necessarily triggering it. Women have to be passive. That sort of bleh, um, that um, we definitely don't want to cook on, cook on this pan. But you know, you've got to point out the things that are wrong. And of course, you can be whoever. And it's sad in a way that a woman who is someone assigned female at birth or who identifies as female, to be I mean, um, tr- more correct, sorry. Um, just can't be assertive and without being grilled and saying, why are you so militant or whatever, Indeed. that sort of thing. And, um, you know, we're still, and I, I get gr- a bit grumpy we invent, you know, about the word feisty, you know, mm. a, a female who's assertive, what, but we don't have, a, a male's assumed to be assertive, you know, there, there's so much subtlety in that deeper level of gender expression that I think um, we've still got distance to travel. 
the binary sucks, isn't it? Yep. Hashtag binary busters if you're <laughs> tweeting on this show. Um, please remember, um, any comments for um, Danny and myself, pop them in on all those means. Um, um, being um, text in 61401 078 981. Email out of the pan 855 at gmail.com. Tweet at Sal Gold said so. In the meantime, uh, well, it's a Christmas song, but it's not something to do with bells or snow. As you'll hear, it's a classic from Dave Steele's Bitter Street album of 1989 called The Hardest Part. And we'll come back and have more, more of a chat with Danny and other guests after we hear it. 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand. Out of the pan with Sally and Danny. Estás sintonizando 3CR 855 de tu dial AM. Sedoy Moro as Radio 3CR 855 AM Mishanabit. Kính thưa quý vị, đây là đài phát thanh 3CR trên làn sóng AM 855. Kính mời quý vị đón nghe. Watai wa hadna gali sinisan wa radiha jalidaha 3CR mujadisa 855 AM. Each week, 3CR broadcasts over 130 programs in 25 languages supporting communities and viewpoints that you just don't hear about anywhere else. Subscribe to your award-winning multilingual community radio station, 3CR, and help keep these voices on the airwaves. Call the station on 94198377. The number is again 94198377. Hi, I'm Rod Quantock and you're listening to Fill in the Dots, you know who you're listening to. Why do I have to tell you who you're listening to? You know who you're listening to. You're listening to, yes, Fill in the 3CR Community Radio. You got it right? You've won a giraffe. Uh, we're at 855am. We're on digital radio and streaming at 3cr.org.au. 3CR has been making trouble since 1976 and occasionally I've been part of the trouble that's been made. It's a vital part of our uh, media landscape and I'd encourage you to get a hacksaw, an oxyacetylene torch and go up to the Dandenongs and, and bring down all those broadcast towers that aren't 3CR's towers and let's make 3CR the only source of information to an information-starved, dumbed-down Australian community. Written, authorised and spoken by... By Neil Mitchell. Couldn't finish the year without playing Rod Quantock one more time, a long-time supporter of 3CR Diverse Community Radio on 855am digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand and streaming and podcasting and everything, everything, everything. Um, prior to the messages, well, that was our Christmas. Um, nope. Um, as um, um, Dave Steele said from the Bitter Street album of 19... 89, and the track The Hardest Part, Crikes, it's 30 degrees outside. Why are we singing songs about snow? We don't. We're being Southern Hemisphere. We're being diverse and all that sort of thing. And diverse guest uh, on the show, um, f- um, promoting the Smashing the Binary event put on by Kingston City Rollers and also talking chunky yoga. Emily, welcome to 3CR. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so, yes, um, let's start first with the overall smashing the binary um and um yeah um what was did you know just what was the inspiration for this event was there an aha moment where you said we have to do this 
Um, I guess so. So uh, I've, I used to play roller derby before I became a yoga teacher. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I have got involved in this. Uh, roller derby is the most inclusive sport pretty much out there. <laughs> um, and so I, I chose to take that same inclusiveness into my own business, into my, um, my yoga business, making it uh, inclusive and just sitting down with Exy, who is pretty much the brains behind this whole thing. Yeah. Um, we were talking about how we wish there was more of that and wish there was more knowledge about that within uh the sports world and the wellness world. And mm. um, so that's why, yeah, we came up with putting together an expo, trying to uh, showcase different sports and wellness um, businesses that uh, that have that inclusiveness that perhaps um, uh, most of the community don't, aren't aware of. And, um, yeah, put them in the one place and invite everyone to come have a look. Yeah. So, that, I mean, you've hit on something there that has really been um, – striking me and um i'll get your thoughts and danny feel free to chip on this as well was something that struck me this year we have very good services like why the women's information referral exchange we've got men's referral service and similar if you're non-binary you know who do who are you going to call it ain't ghostbusters (laughs) Um, you know um this is something that really hits the binary i'll get both of your thoughts on it yeah absolutely look i agree one thing that really um for me with my my classes that I teach um, that was a big learning curve for me was how gendered the language was that we used within just within the class just within teaching wow. yeah um, and so that's something I work very hard on within my classes and that's something that um, uh, roller derby has really taken on um, of late particularly they've really pushed back with a lot of things like insurance companies and things like that that's stopping that whole splitting us into those two genders and saying that there's more um, that there is more diversity when it comes to genders and that they need to start making room for that in not just within the policies of sports and but also within insurance providers and things like that so um, yeah, absolutely. And that was, for me, teaching a class using terms like ladies and things mm. like that. It was, you know, I've had to, that's one thing that makes me different from a lot of other classes is I don't gender my language anymore. Um, I make a very big effort to not do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, I'm not part of any official groups or not aware of any official resources. Uh, you know, I'm pretty new to embracing my non-binary identity and I just keep looking for events like yours. That sounds amazing, uh, Emily. And also um, just, yeah, informal communities of friends. But it'd be good to see more formal structures happening. Yeah, look, I think this is where it's got to go and we'll have to keep pushing and pushing and pushing over generations. But it's stuff like this, um, smashing the binary, that is a, a good start. And, you know, I to- I'm totally with you. Roller Derby has been way in there for years as probably the most inclusive sport, hockey, field hockey, as in the Australian way, we've done some good work, but still distance to travel. Yeah. But um, we've still, yeah, got some work to do. So, um, yeah, it's good to see um, what's happening. What are some of the other events that are going on apart from, you know, obviously, you know, talking roller derby, um, other things? Can you throw a few at us? Within um, the Smashing the Binary. Yes. Yeah, so I believe that we've got got a number of different um, speakers coming along so we've got um jason ball who's the first um, afl player to come out so he'll be talking about uh just with regards to sexuality within sports um we have yourself (laughs) got some whacker from transgender victorious coming along oh it's fantastic we've got storm jury storm jury has been pretty much with roller derby 
uh, since it birthed here in Australia. She's uh, transgender, very proud and out transgender and has done a lot for transgender people within the sport, even though she actually doesn't play the sport herself. She's actually the number one photo- photographer for oh. roller derby and sports in general. And she's from, um, she actually lives up in Queensland, but um, she's pretty much at every major event we have within the roller derby community. Um, and so she's just going to be talking about her experiences and how welcoming roller derby has been for her. Um, we also have uh, Zephyr Edwards, who is a non-binary person from uh, the Canberra League. Uh, oh, actually, no, sorry. I'm sorry. He's not from the Canberra League. He is from Melbourne. Um, they are from Melbourne, excuse me. And they will be talking about how um, they uh, have found roller derby to be as inclusive as it has um, and their experiences. We've also got Proud to Play coming. Proud to Play, yeah. yep, coming along as well, um, which potentially will be Jeff Kennett, who's um, one of the organisers within that uh, particular group, I believe. So, oh, okay. So we've got speakers, along with um, we've got people representing from um, lacrosse and hockey. Um, we're trying to get some people in from uh, a few AFL te- um, uh, football teams, particularly um, women's AFL, mm-hmm. just to uh, showcase that side of things um there will be demonstrations of different sports i'll be teaching some yoga classes as well as um uh uh, meditation classes and yeah along with whatever else we can get our hands on in the meantime yeah yeah i just wanted to come back to the yoga apart from okay yes we do see you know female identified people doing it and it's the ladies thing Mm -hmm. are there other things that are coming through like in terms of bodies do we expect people based on their identity and possibly their body to be doing say yet something like yoga differently and is that reasonable and all those sorts of things i look i think the major problem with yoga as a whole is how it's represented within the media Mm. and and as i I will go out there and say that most yoga classes would be fairly inclusive i know that some people have had uh some not great experiences but as a whole most yoga teachers are pretty good people yeah um i think it's just more a matter of uh i know it's a harsh word but ignorance of knowing exactly that their choice of images and words on their websites Mm -hmm. and on their advertising really does isolate and remove certain people from um, mm. wanting to turn up to their classes, uh, where what I'm trying to do within my my particular business is just make sure that I'm showing as much diversity, which is considering I've only got photos of me on the website at the moment, <laughs> being a, a plus-size person. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and just um, there is there is a difference, I believe, because uh, media shows people bending in random weird crazy ways and the reality is those people aren't really yogis they're dancers that are hired <laughs> to take those photos what? they're not yogis boo boo sorry yeah, <laughs> I, I like yeah that, absolutely i like that as well and say yeah the media represent- representation of yoga can be so problematic for size and also for race it's seen as such yes. a white thing and it's actually mm. from india absolutely a cis yeah. white a cis white female young ridiculously flexible thing yeah Mm. look i agree it has definitely been colonized by (laughs) that group of people um and the the fundamentals and the philosophies of yoga really just goes back does yes it was created for little um indian boys back when it was first created but the actual philosophies behind it is about inclusiveness and it's about love and um the reality is that in like things like the bhagavad-gita that where we get yoga from doesn't actually mention the word flexibility ever 
ever. Yeah. yeah, never. So why are we so focused on the flexibility as opposed to just what we should be getting from it is just learning to be more present and content with ourselves. So when you think about the kind of people that would be more, uh, would who would benefit the most from this, it would be people who have significant body dysphoria or struggling with um, uh, any sort of uh, mindfulness issues, yoga's perfect. So why are we... Giving... Yeah, anyway, that's and my... No, 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 I'm, 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 absor- I'm utterly absorbed by this because yeah. I, I'm probably admit to in terms of the flexibility thing yeah. and, you know, the you know, you're leaning on back on your head on your neck, yeah. I'm probably as sucker-punched as the great majority out there and I did not know that, that that's really what it was about. It's, yeah. It's like been made into a thing where you have to be good at it to then do it. Absolutely. And how do you get good yeah. at it? No, that's right. And that's exactly, that is so true. And that's why I do my, I'll be honest, a lot of my um, my classes are strength-based as opposed to extreme focus on flexibility. I really focus on strength, not just of um, um, body, but of mind. So really practicing that um, being present and that um, unconditional acceptance of self now as opposed to trying to I'll accept myself when I, I when I look like this or when I'm done this or when I've achieved that and it's mm. like no accept yourself now <laughs> and if you learn to do that then you know um, you'll be surprised at the difference it can make in your world um, yeah so yeah definitely it's um I think we're, we've kind of taken it and done some pretty rubbish things to it and it's time to try and bring it back to what it really mm-hmm. means yeah, yeah. <laughs> look i think in one thing i might, you know you said ignorance was a harsh word. i think there's a lot of people out there who don't know that they don't know a lot of stuff but there are some people who are beginning to realize on lots of things they know that they don't know and if someone comes and says well we want to learn what we need to know i'm always okay with that yeah and i think that you know people will get that and as i say look i just had to have a rethink on what i knew about yoga because yeah. i just realized i didn't know something so you know, it's you should be coming out of a class every time, feeling either empowered. Like you don't have to be able to do everything perfectly. That's what I was going to say. Is I teach poses that I'm still working on myself. That I've got as long as I've got the ability to teach people to come in and out of it safely, I'm still willing to put myself out there and show. Hey, look, I've still got a long way to come, um, because it's not about you know being able to be perfect at something. It's just about practicing you get just as much from trying than what you would if you can hit that nail that pose you know and that's what it's about it's about benefits as opposed to the end game it's the journey not the end game to be cliche (laughs) (laughs) that's very true (laughs) so um yeah coming back then to the you know back out to the broader brush strokes we've got it's a big day um saturday 28 january that's Uh, correct now, the stables, I don't know the stables at oh, Five Blackwood Street, North Melbourne. It's such a great um, space. They, um, they have, they've got two type like this space that we're using is very warehousey. It's very cool, very open, warehousey uh, space. And then they've got this beautiful um, restored space behind it where they used to actually keep the horses and stuff. But, um, ah. Yeah, so it's a really big space owned by City of Melbourne. That, um, okay, is it yeah. part, it's close to the meat market or part of it? It's or? a part of it, yeah. Ah, that's gotcha. it, yeah, it's a part of it, yep, 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 yep. Okay, yes, yeah. I know that well. Yes. Um, so, yeah, um, pretty centrally located. Um, you've got, what is it, the tram on Flemington Road and yep. that sort of thing. And, and there parking. is plenty of parking around there Yeah, and it should well. be pretty reasonable on a Saturday if you yep. um, need to be a, mo- if you're a motoring type. Yep. Um, and um, it says on the website and Facebook page, tickets available. Yes. So it's part of the Midsummer's Festival. So midsummer.org.au is where you can get your tickets. Uh 
which is $25, um, or you can get them at the door. And there's an event page also on Facebook, Smashing the Binary. Absolutely. Look, mm-hmm. it sounds like an absolute winner. Yeah. Um, you know, we're obviously out of the pans and not here in January, which is why we've grabbed you now. Yep. And um, we're hoping, yeah, um, let Exy recover from that those lurgies. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, if um, we'll tr- I'll try to keep putting if the, if we get more speakers and stuff, because um, at the moment we've got, as you said, yours truly, Jason Ball and others. But if there's more people and events and stuff coming in, we'll try, you know, try to keep people informed via Facebook. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, and it just sounds like, you know, it's time has come. And I think... The other thing for me, I suppose, as a trans advocate is the baloney of these exemptions in sport, in equal opportunity law for trans and intersex people mm-hmm. on sport, mm-hmm. which the IAAF inquired during the year, which I do feel sorry for people like Casta Semenya and yep. Dute who were virtually grilled, you know, proved that this whole idea of if you've got a bit of testosterone, it's going to be so advantageous. Well, you're looking at someone who ain't advantageous who had some testosterone in her body to start, to start off. It's obviously so much more, and so I want to. Be, I'll be having a bit of a chat about that, and perhaps how we could formulate a campaign about that. Yeah, and fight back with several trans people within the roller derby yeah. sport as well. Um, I think that's a good indication as to how that it's, it's not about. The, the, that's it's the just thing. A, it, they're all equal. Everyone's equal. It's it's about how hard you train, as opposed to whether you have a bit of testosterone in your body, which we have learned already, yeah. <laughs> like unequivocally. Yeah. So, um, and I think science has shown that anyway, but anyway. <laughs> and as a word person, um, I've got to say, I love those roller derby names. Yeah, like, um, right. um, what is it? Um, um, oh, um, Kaylee, um, what is it? Um, Kaylee or me, eat your heart out or something, Fisher or something. And uh, yeah. a friend of mine was thinking of looking at Lethal Carnage uh, yeah. <laughs> based on her own name. So There's some fantastic names I love out it. there. Yeah, absolutely. The so um, roll on roller derby. Mm-hmm. And well... Um, and thanks for coming in. And My pleasure. Thank you to a visitor who's been very, very good and silent, who wasn't scheduled to be on the show in the studio. <laughs> it's all happening in here. We'll just yeah. say for those who are listening to Out of the Blue, um, we cover all ages. Yes. <laughs> um, similar to them. So I've got a track for you, which you've got to remember um, the video clip for. Um, who's old enough to remember the video clip for Cliff Richards Wired for Sound? Which no. had people on roller skates. <laughs> oh, really? So I picked it out for you um, for today. And if we get time, we'll also dig out Dire Straits Skate Away a bit. Um, but thanks for coming in. My pleasure. Thank you for having us. And have a safe and happy season and a great event. You too. 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au, out of the pan with Sally and guests Danny and Emily. 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au. Yes, um, a bit of... Late um, 70s nostalgia, Cliff Richard, um, wired for sound with all the people managing to do backward roller skating. Um, I can't even get on the damn things, and they managed to do it backwards half their luck. Anyway, um, there you go, one for the roller derby people. And as I said, we'll try and sneak in a bit of dice straight skate away if we can um, before the show wraps up for the year. Um, well, I suppose I've got, I'm juggling topics here, um, so it's sort of... Do we keep talking with you, Danny, or do we go to the meaty stuff of the week being the midsummer um, back away from the Murdoch sponsorship and also the news that broke late Friday about safe schools? Mm, um, I might um, add something I was thinking about during the song. Yeah. Then we can get into some meaty, meaty stuff. Does that sound good? Yeah, go for Lovely. it. Lovely, yeah. yeah. Um, I was thinking about different non-binary events and communities and 
Yeah, something um, I do remember that I did host when I was visiting Australia in March. It was a decolonizing gender workshop. Did I tell you about that, Sally? I can't remember if you did. I know you told me about the Fab book, which I, you know, I have. A, I've got to get your copy back to you. Oh no, it's for you. It's a oh, gift. Oh, thank you. Enjoy. Um, and I've also got to say, by the way, that um, the fabulous Linda the Star has tweeted in oh. and said, um, "I'm using, I believe it's your Twitter tag, but um, has now picked up an American accent from their time in SFO." <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, so it is noticeable. <laughs> That's so funny. It changes. It varies between people to people, but I think people who know me can yeah. hear the, the American accent. Bang. Anyway, Amazing. sorry. So yeah. Oh, good. Um, yeah. Um, thanks for the tweet, Linda. And anyone else, please keep the tweets and texts coming. Absolutely. We'd love to hear from you. Um, yeah, just um, the other aspect you asked me about my embracing my gender queer non binary identity. The other yes. aspect was learning about how the white, uh, the, sorry, the gender binary as we know it, especially in Australia, is mm-hmm. a, a white gender binary and yep. a you know tool of uh, colonization and and violence in many aspects, as I'm sure you would agree. Um, but yeah, learning about how. Um, many Indigenous and um, POC identities are raised. I personally, um, my parents are from Sri Lanka. I can't trace back different genders at this stage. I would love to visit there more and see that. Um, So I'm going with gender queer, which is frankly a white gender um, name. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's it's such an interesting thing to learn about. And I think whenever we talk about non-binary, it's important to acknowledge and centre people of colour and Indigenous experiences. Yeah, look, it is it is an it is an interesting thing, and I've um, I've got to say I think that I would really, um, having been to the ILGA conference in Bangkok, and the next one is twenty two to twenty six October two thousand eighteen in Wellington, and the gang from Wellington and New Zealand got up and presented. They will have huge Indigenous themes. I think, um, you know, getting now for presentations and this. How do we hold space for excuse? you know, the Western language, all of gender diversity and cover all, you know, everyone. Um, how can we, you know, do this in a way that, you know, um, keeps keep space fairly for, you know, and balanced by sort of ways for everyone and doesn't leave anyone out? I think that's, well, it's a challenge for our, our mm. the, what in Western is, or in Australia we're calling trans and gender diverse and also mm-hmm. for LGBTI as well. Definitely. And, you know, this kind of comes into the what for 2017 question. But one thing that I'd love to see is a non-binary group, but that is centred around those concerns. That would be yeah. amazing. Yeah. No, I think people, you know, look, I, um, this is one of those things, you know, this is, you know, um, again, one of those things, oh, you don't know that you don't know. Okay, mm-hmm. now we do. We've got to sit down and um, say, well, you know, what? How? How is? how am I? As someone of white and um, non-original inhabitant background, how am I guided by this? You know, what do I need to learn to be a better ally, all that sort of thing. So we just need to set up the safe spaces to do it, where we can, you know, ask. Well, as an educator, we say to us people, ask us dumb questions. We're okay. <laughs> um, how can we find a space to do that? Because obviously, mm-hmm. these are issues that go right in deep into people, and we need to work through them for sure. Yes, thank you. All right, let's have a little breather. I think we'll do a couple of quick messages and then um, I'll just do lots of announcements and then we'll see if we can better start wrapping everything up. 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au, out of the pan with Sally and Danny. What do you think of when you hear the word drugs? Medicine. Medicine. Uh, Recreational. There's lots of things, isn't there? (laughs) Covers all sorts of stuff, doesn't it? It's a bad thing, but... I don't know, people get good feelings off of it. Fun. Entheogenesis. Stupid. 
fun. Youth. Yeah, fun. Uh, bad. <laughs> Dirty syringes. Shake my head. <laughs> Cocaine. Hater. Scourge. I'm agreeing with him. Trouble or maybe addiction, something like that. Something I don't relate to at all. I don't understand. Party time. Well, generally, sort of loser. If you think of that, recreational drug. I don't know. Drugs are bad. Medicine. Help people. Helping people with their conditions, whatever that may be. What is the drug user? Who is this person a drug user? In Psychedelia, we're here to rethink the psychoactive paradigm. Sunday afternoons on 3CR, 2 till 3pm. Bisexual Alliance is a non-profit organisation dedicated to raising awareness and supporting people who are bisexual, people who are multi-gender attracted, their partners and their families. Bisexual Alliance runs several monthly discussion groups in and outside of Melbourne to offer support, a safe space to chat about your experiences and to explore others' experience of multi-gender attraction. These groups are for bisexuals, those who are questioning and their loved ones. For more information, visit bi-alliance.org or email info at by-alliance.org That's a great set the clearing all possible bias said the treasurer a really great group and I wanted to play that one as a reminder that Bi-Alliance normally meets on the fourth Tuesday of the month and people are thinking oh gosh it's the it's going to be you know day after Boxing Day holiday we are on we are having our usual meeting because we know that it can this time of year can be really 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 dot 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 really difficult for rainbowish people you know, dealing with family of origin who tolerate us and that sort of thing. Um, you know, really sad situation. One of my best friends and colleagues is um, someone of four siblings and they're supposed to rotate the Christmas dinner every year and all of a sudden um, this trans person, a trans man, oh, we might have it at someone else's place this year and you, you'll have to wait till next year. And it's like, hang on, am I equal or not, you know? And I think these are the sort of things that come up, but of course also people might be completely estranged from family of origin, which is really difficult. So um, we want to make sure, I want to run through some of the things that are, I know are happening. A lot of things usually shut down. It's good to see this time people are going to go through January. So um, Bet TV, well, there's, um, in terms of free-to-air, only two left, unfortunately, because channel 31 slash 44 winds up, but you'll still be able to go to benttv.org.au and YouTube. Um, as mentioned, by discussion group Tuesday the 27th, so from the time of live broadcast, that's Tuesday week. By and allies, all welcome. Um, rock along. Um, one that I do know is happening, the Trans Anxiety Group, um, run by Transgender Victoria, which last year had January off, is on in January, so Wednesday the 11th of January in the evening, and um, then on the... Um, well, busy day on the 28th of January, um, the same same um, at about 11 o'clock. Um, so um, still have time to get over to but, um, smashing the binary afterwards. Um, so both of those are on in Carlton. Um, then rolling through January, um, I'm pretty sure Seahorse will still be doing something on the second Saturday, but check their website and email lists. Um, the Poly, Buy and Polly Annual Picnic is um, Sunday the 22nd at the Darling Gardens in Clifton Hill from about oh, 11.30-ish. Uh, last year we staggered through till sunset. Um, so look for that one. Um, so there's lots coming up in January. And then just before Out of the Pan returns on Sunday the 5th, on Saturday the 4th will be the first trans family for the year. So there's lots um, to go through. But of course, always remember that 
switchboard, um, the linkage of the various rainbow counselling services around the country is there on um, 1800 um, 184527 around the country. So please take care of yourself in terms of your mental health. Also, if you are having a couple of refreshments, please look after yourself and your friends. If you're a road user of any sort, even if you're doing the right thing, just be even extra careful because people you know, lose concentration and rush around and things. Also, you know, just be aware of just be aware of things. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. I think we're in El Nino this year, so I'm not sure what that means for bushfire conditions. But just be alert, um, be safe, but also enjoy a break because I know um, we haven't had anyone come in with their um, what they want for 2017. Just a little less stressed, you know, more relaxing. Let's put it in positive terms. It would be a damn good start from my point of view to our roving reporter who chips in on the show. It's just been a year that felt like it was one small wave or medium-sized wave after another personally. I know a lot of people had that year. So there's our sort of um, things to um, watch out for and be safe and the services um, that come in. I might jump in as well to add to that list of events. Um, yes. On the 29th of December. So oh, yes. Next, next week, is it? Um, yes, uh, I'll be performing a drag show at Honto Disco oh. um, on Smith Street. So if you want to unwind, come celebrate a bit end of year um it's on late around twelve thirty a.m <laughs> but come come along um should be a fun one so that is um the 29th but therefore is the thursday so it'll be thursday becoming friday um Indeed. so uh well, like for you night owls um yes well look maybe it's not well, it's not a school night we'll all be on holidays by then but maybe some of us some of us 51 year old pan chooks will be in bed or something but okay sally <laughs> all right um you know, having <laughs> glass of warm milk all right i'll see if i can work out have a tran and nap early in the evening and then um, come along. No, that's the like last one, bit. don't worry. <laughs> yep, and also I forgot to mention, of course, 29th of January, so a month later on the Sunday, of course, is Pride March. Mm-hmm. Mm. So Midsummer Carnival and Pride March, yes, um, well, look, touched on this last week and then developments this week. Um, that Midsummer is effectively negated as best as it legally can its um, you know, contract with Murdoch Media. Did you have any thoughts on that um because i did give a few last week so i'd like to hear from you first if you want to oh sure um you know for me it's not anything new to see people protesting and boycotting uh, mainstream queer organizations mm. i think it's a really necessary thing to do um you know you see it happen i saw it happen in the u.s i can only speak from my experience recently you know black lives matter interrupt interrupted the pride parade uh, in toronto this year uh yep this year and it, yeah it's just um I think I personally think it's great that they've stopped ties with them. I think it's great that they reached out to the community of subscribers as well to ask people's voices and opinions. Yeah, yeah. no, a lot of a lot of groups um, sort of spoke up, but it does worry me a little. We've got this, you know, it's sort of like what you were saying. We were talking about San Francisco. We've got a little bit of it here. I just feel like the top end of queer town might be a bit out of touch. Um, now, to be fair and declaring any interest, um, I was approached during the week roughly at the same time as this was going on to put together a Midsummer trans panel, trans and gender diverse panel, um, which Midsummer will get some feedback from the trans community on. It's not locked in yet, so tentatively schedule again the day before we're back, um, for out of the pans back for the new year, um, Saturday, February 4th. We're looking at, again, watch social media and other things. And I do know that there's queer and First Nations and queer and disability panels. So, you know, to be fair, Midsummer's wanting to get some grassroots input. 
Um, so. And to be fair as well, I think they had a, ch- a huge change in uh, organisation this year. So hopefully the, 2018 will be a much more inclusive year as well. Well, th- th- this is the thing. I think obviously there was some loss of, per- to be fair, you know, loss of personnel and there wasn't a clear handover and maybe they were caught on the hop. And I will also be fair, some of the media who go out to big note themselves um, or, you know, queer, so-called queer media types um, probably were, you know, it's, it's always they love they love to punch below their weight and make themselves out to be, you know, hard-hitting journalists and that sort of thing when really they're not. Um, but I think, you know, maybe hindsight's a wonderful thing. Maybe Midsummer could have, as soon as um, they realised what mm-hmm. was going on, done things a little differently and said, look, we've got to find a way out of this rather than trying to sort of muddle through a bit. But yeah, it's a worry that they could not, did not initially understand the hurt the trans and gender diverse community in particular as the target of Murdoch for the year and the right in general mm-hmm. has been. But you know, look, at least they listened. They fixed it as best as they could. Some people were a bit uh, iffy about the apology. Um, yeah, I heard that too. And I'll also add that if anyone feels like you know this kind of activism and boycott and uproar is divisive, I. I don't have a lot of time for that. I think it's perfectly fine to have critique within the community. It's not distru- distracting us or disrupting us. Well, yeah, no? this was something I heard from someone who is at the cautious end of the community saying, oh, <laughs> them out there are going to tell us we're divided. We, dare I say, it's our individual freedom to have a range of opinions. <laughs> and I could also answer back, heterosexuals don't agree on everything. What? We, but we yeah. never hear queers told we shouldn't li- and cis, you know listen to hetero and or cisgender people. So I think we've got to call out that double standard. Mm-hmm. We are entitled to come from a place of principle which we did in the end on the plebiscite and that of course leads to the last issue which um, broke late friday safe schools moving from la trobe uni slash arches slash glhv to department of education and you know early out you know we've only had 36 hours yet and it's hard to get what's going on but i i don't know had they perhaps given some sense of job security to the safe schools team i would might have felt happier but people are concerned that the program's going to be sort of, you know, there could be risks to the program. On the other hand, some people are saying, well, Department of Education will give it more backup. I don't know. What, and again, your thoughts or hadn't not really thought about it? Oh, you know, we haven't got a whole lot of time, so I'll leave it at that, I think. Yeah, look, it's a fair call. Yes, we mm. are running out of time. So, look, everyone, please stay safe over the season. Again, switchboard uh, as part of the QLife Network, one eight hundred one eight four five two seven. We'll take take it out um, in the spirit of diversity because I do love this track um, with um, Stephen Gelman and a Jewish Christmas. Um, Danny, thanks for being on the show. Um, come back again next year if you want to. Um, I would love to. <laughs> I think we, we'll talk. We'll we'll do lunch and talk about that. There was my bit of American accent. <laughs> Linda, thanks for your tweets throughout the year and today, and also to Roving Reporter for your. Um, SMSs. Um, and also, every- if anyone wants to find me, I'm um, not on Twitter, but I am on Instagram. I particularly ah. do my drag looks there. Yes. So follow me at, it's at AFAB, so AFAB underscore uh-huh. Ulyss. So it's AFABulous with an underscore in the middle. I like it. Or search Danny Boy, Danny, D A N I B O I. You'll find me there. Danny Boy, <laughs> the pipes are ringing. And in that spirit of diversity, we'd better um, move out of here and make way for what was probably the last freedom of species of the year. Take it out with Jewish Christmas. Thanks for everyone's support and also 3CR's management support this year. Have a safe season, everyone. We'll catch you back on Sunday, 5th of February. Lots of summer programming throughout January and, of course, next week, the Tamil Radiothon. And, yeah, catch you next year. Bye.